Hi and welcome to a very special episode of Integrated Awakenings. It's me, Maria, and today we're going to talk about the initiation <laughs> of spiritual awakenings, healing crises, and rest. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people, the first time they ever explore spirituality or have an earnest try with healing is when shit hits the fan when they're exhausted from their job or from a lot of pressure from work from a lot of previous identities from just a lot of stuff that gained a lot of momentum and is not working for you anymore because it's not your truth it's choking you it's killing you and now you're trying to figure out a way to let go of it but it's so entangled with you that you're like oh my god, it's either this thing's gonna die or I'm gonna die with it, right? So it's a, it's like a very do or die moment. And I feel and I very much sympathize with people who, when are asked by the universe, by God, by life to just rest, like, okay, like, for example, you dropped the ball already, okay, I'm taking less work, or I'm taking a leave, or, you know, I already quit my job, I, I broke up with the relationship, I'm giving myself time for me, and then you're suddenly faced with this big silence, this big unraveling, and somehow you can't unclench. Somehow it's, it's almost like the, the non-doing is so overwhelming, Right? It's almost like there's this itch of being productive. There's this itch of feeling useful. There's this itch to go back to your previous conceptions of self. So for example, oh, I always thought that I was like that helpful sister, right? And then because you're a pabigat right now, for example, your pabigat means like a weight, like uh, you're someone who's being a burden right now, quote unquote, you're like doing this whole uh going back to previous roles, going back to people pleasing, going back to overexerting yourself, going back to making yourself exhausted. So there's this thing where you're almost like on an impasse slash stalemate because you're aware that you're doing it. You're aware that it's fucking you up, but you're you're not um you're having a harder time with flipping the script, with dropping the script, with just letting go, right? And that's why I call it a healing crisis because you know you're healing, but it feels like shit, <laughs> right? You know you're healing and you're like, you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm getting better. Like, I know, like, if I zoom out and I look at the, like, the larger patterns of things, I'm doing what's best for me, but it's just really hard. And maybe in the grit of things, it just feels really pathetic. Um, And I really want to be able to speak to this because I feel like a lot of people, when they do the jump of quitting that toxic thing, they don't know how to be more robust in terms of these practices that zero in onto who they are. Just because of muscle memory. Basically, you just haven't done it before and there's just a lot of muscles the other way and it's like, okay, okay, I'm going to give you a podcast episode specifically 
just for this. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give you some top three things to do. And I hope that if you find someone who's undergoing this process, or if you find yourself going through this process, either a big one or a small one in terms of life asking you to stop, I hope that you could go back to these things and not feel as frustrated and instead really welcome this like a dance from life in terms of, hey, stop, baby, you know, <laughs> they're asking you to stop. So it's almost like, how do you breathe with it? How do you move with it? Okay. Also, quick reminder, this really happens in small slash large scales. So some people can have like an off year in terms of like, it lasts like months or years. Or this could be as quick as, oh, wow, okay, I think I'm having like a mini like healing crisis and I need an extra day off so that my full weekend is a big like hands off slash one holiday break so so really just um try to receive this in a way that is scalable basically this works long arc and shorter arcs all right okay okay so first of all what you need to do is to remove yourself from the environments, context, slash situations that kind of bring you back to your default mode, right? So for example, if you are a people-pleasing sister, right, who keeps regressing back to your patterns of like being needed because you're in a family situation that makes you feel good, but it's like already toxic, I need you to remove yourself from that situation. It can be as simple as going out in a cafe or going by yourself to a park or even working out in a place that is outside of your house just so that you could extract yourself from the situation. So for example, that change of scenery, that change of impetus, that change of what the hell you're doing, just just the sudden click, right, of you're just changing your schedule will help repattern your body in terms of understanding that you're doing something different. I know that this is tricky for a lot of people who are work from home or who have really adjusted to being home home bodies during the pandemic, but I really cannot overemphasize the power of location slash Infor- this is why people go on really long walks when they're trying to unravel thoughts. Like a lot of writers do this because the change of landscape and the feeling of movement in your legs tells your subconscious and like your inner being that we are moving. So if you're stuck in the same place, you're stuck in the same environment, if you tell yourself you are changing, your body does not know that. Right, so your external environment needs to move, right, and it can be as simple as you do a really long drive, you do a jog from like a location that you don't usually do, you just change up your schedule. So, for example, if you're still working in your job or something, ask if you could bring your laptop out in the balcony, just just switch it up, just switch it up, take a walk. Move. I need you to physically move whatever your day uh, rhythms are. 
yeah because that movement is going to move in you as well and it's at least going to prop up opportunities for you to think in a different way think eat live breathe uh process in a different way and you need that jump start and you need to make those situations happen yeah so really focus on that so for example there's this friend who you haven't contacted in ages and you think would be like a good teammate for this or you've never thought of you've always wanted to do this and you're like oh i always thought that spot would be like perfect for me i always wanted to journal there and you feel like it's your perfect little you know tree house to study slash unravel what happened to you do that make it a whole event i feel like people think that resting is this unglamorous unsexy thing where you're just 12 hours asleep in bed and i'm i mean you could do that but i feel like the whole active unpacking of yourself could be just as much of an event and it could just be as much of a scheduled thing as well right my only caveat is it has to be different from your previous patterns so that your body understands that you're changing right okay so for example, you've already decided how you're going to switch it up. You're going to jog for a really long time in a route that's new, right? Or you even rented like a location but that's like an hour away, that's like a new landscape. Even like it's like cooler, there's like you know, it's like a whole like it's a whole new world. Yeah, okay, all right. So you're already there. You're you have you're trying tea or something. You know, you're you're changing it up what now okay first of all i need you to have a really strong mirror practice meaning being able to hear and process yourself and see yourself in a bit of a distance now i understand that if you are so physically exhausted like physically mentally emotionally exhausted that you might not have the spoons so spoons is like a disability term for like mental emotional capacity yeah meaning i have enough spoons to do that so the thing is that if you don't have spoons for this right i need you to focus on physical rejuvenation right so that means quality rest meaning extra sleep extra you know healthy food and just minimum work even household stuff just just physical rest Right. I know that some people who have a lot of responsibilities are going to have a harder time to do this. So smaller adjustments like a little bit more time in bed or deeper relaxation practices, meaning like they massage themselves before they fall asleep, might be like the best way to get you physically like up there so that you could do this mental emotional work. But if you're like Maria, I am like backed against the wall. I I I can't even do that. Okay, then fine. You're gonna do the spoons thing. <laughs> you're gonna do the mental emotional processing thing, even if you're low in spoons. I get it. I get it. Cause you you have no choice, right? But I'm just saying that the more spoons you have, the better, right? Okay. So you're gonna process, right? With your processing. And then the next thing I want you to do is I need you to mentally date yourself. <laughs> so it, be your own best friend in a way that I need you to perfectly listen to yourself. 
I know that a lot of people, when they're down in the dumps and they need a bit of help with self-reflection, that they're going to reach for, for example, a therapist or like a good confident, a good intuitive to help them reflect. And I'm like, I'm so for that, especially if you have very trusted sources to hold that kind of space for you and feel really heard out, feel very listened to. But I also really, 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 really want to emphasize that there is this severe, beautiful honesty of you being connected to yourself. And the thing is, these people are helping model that for you. But essentially, what's happening is you're reconnecting with yourself. And the universe and life is so rich and divine that you can do that with a tree. You can do that with a guidebook. You can do that in silence. So I really, as much as I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go for those services. I'm also for the whole, you're very equipped to do this. But you need to be very, very willing to hear your own shit, right? To admit what was happening and to actually really absorb it. This is why I was talking about the spoons. Because I'm like, if you have a lot of grief for how much you sold yourself short, you're going to have to like excise all of that grief. You're going to have to exhaust all of that grief. Because that grief needs to leave your body. You need to cry it out. If you're like a crier. If you're if you're like super fucking angry. And you need to like stab your notebook, right? Or if you need to like really just rage and wail for like... 10 minutes in terms of like just how sincerely hurt you felt and like feel validated in terms of that hurt i'm saying yes you could look for a friend who's gonna do that but the thing is are you that friend to yourself could you whatever kind of like shit that you're wishing and praying somebody else would catch for for you are you willing to really hear it within yourself yeah, and that's why I'm kind of pitching this as a mirroring slash distancing exercise because you need to be able to create a bit of space for what happened to you. So, for example, you left your job, it was really shitty. The you in that job is different from the you that's outside of the job. There's space, right? And technically, you're out of the job. So, being able to look at the past you with a certain level of distance and objectivity will help you really hear your story with a bit more space. How do you do that? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the space thing, okay? And the reason, again, why we're doing this is because you need a more objective lens and you need to develop the listener aspect, right? So I'm going to give you steps on how to give, make that distance, So first of all, um, this is why I like storytelling and shamanism because give that role of yours, like your previous role, a new name. So it could be Little Mouse or Server Girl or Divine Ate, so that's Divine Sister. So what is the trope and pattern that that person kept executing almost like a program and give that like a program name and give her sorry i'm defaulting to the her pronoun but 
I this is applicable to any gender. Give them like an outfit. Like what would be a caricature of that program or of that situation that you're really trying to look at? What would it look like if it was an RPG character? What if it was a small anime character? What if it was an animal? What if it was a location? Right? So these are different channels of seeing. Yeah? And we're trying to personify this program, this pattern of yours, so that there's a little bit of a distance. So for example, you could say that, okay, super helpful sister is in a maid outfit, um, really small, kind of like bob haircut, and really um, very Cinderella complaining. See? So, okay, connect all the archetypes that you want to connect with it, and then also have fun with it. So, I'm imagining the bob haircut to be kind of blonde, so it's kind of like, oh my god, look at her, she's so cute. So, there's this whole... um you could have some fun with it so that you have a bit of, I wouldn't say attachment, but you're like endeared enough that you're like, oh, okay, this is fun. This is cute, right? This is this is not just me like painting my demon, right? So, okay. Why? I, I know I also mentioned animal and location, and I do want to say there are some people, especially, for example, you're an interior designer or you're somebody who's like really in love with a certain language. So for example, you like describing stuff via outfits or via music genre. So for example, you could cast this character as, oh, their theme song is like this. You know, they are the, they're like a sad boom bap um, intro of a musical, like horror, um, horror story of a scorned princess, right? And then it's like red lighting, or maybe she's like bought from the red light district. So you could have, you could veer into fantasy slash fiction as long as the archetype feels true. And I know some people will be like, aren't, isn't that, isn't this just bullshitting myself? I'm like, no, you're creating distance. You're, you're make, you're tapping into symbolic, imagic ways of thinking about your problem so that you could have fun with it. Right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So cast the location if, if that's your thing. And that if you have other means of language, so for example, you're really into fashion and you're like, oh, I need to really like curate this outfit. Go ahead, go to Pinterest and like give an outfit, <laughs> make an outfit for that era of you, right? So that you could really see that person from a distance because it's like on the Pinterest board instead of on your body, right? And you're like gazing on it. That's the distance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to be very attuned to what languages fit you well. So for example, some people really like location. Some people really like a lot of fantasy elements. So take note if you're like, oh, wow, I do like a lot of those uh, princess metaphors or like love story metaphors. Like, oh, they fell in love with like a beastly uh, machine who programmed them this way, you know? Or if you're more of a person who's like, oh, I got possessed by a demon, and it's like a little bit more violent slash supernatural. So like, if you're like a Netflix show, like if this character was a Netflix show, what's the genre tags on it? I want you to notice that too. 
Yeah, because for example, a lot of people who have like a strong warrior archetype, a lot of their language around their problems is war. <laughs> yeah, because they're a warrior. So of course, it's going to be like a battle. Of course, their language is going to be like a battle. And ergo, all their stories is going to be like um, very resonant of sieges, duels, like, and you have to kind of respect that. Because that is like their primordial archetype. So I want you to notice like what archetypes are like coming up for you. And for you to know that it's real, like, oh my god, that's me. It You just feel it in terms of like, oh my god, that's super me. <laughs> it's very, um, I don't want you to overthink in terms of... Uh, oh my god, what is the specific archetype I am? This is more of just like, oh, yeah, I guess if I'm a genre, or or that ear of me was a genre on Netflix, I guess it's like this, right? Oh, I'm a romantic. Or, oh, I'm more of like the thief archetype. You know, I want to be stealthy. Or, you know, I don't want anyone to notice me, right? Or you could be somebody who's like more of a comedy and more of like, oh, star of a show, Robin Williams kind of thing. And after you identify that, I want you to mythologize slash speak your story as honestly as you can, but through this new system of images. So for example, uh, the blonde prince who is a kingslayer defeated all the kings that he met. None of them reminded him of his father and he felt really alone in a blood-stained palace right so you could go very fantastic very archetypal with this kind of stuff or you could be like oh okay this uh bunny stuffed toy with an apron right ran out of yeast and baked goods because their like arms fell off from just being needed all the time they were worn out and they their white fur has turned so dirty and what was once pristine and like lauded in terms of like oh she had the most beautiful fur was now faded right so there's this you know so there's that whole oh it's like a pure soft archetype and you know anything that was soft about that bunny person was all gone because of that too much work right okay now okay so you got your story <laughs> you got your little tragedy right I- i'm hoping i mean it's usually a little bit of tragic um i want you to The reason why I said that there's a little bit of empathy with the characters because I kind of need you to like root for yourself. Meaning, as you see this character, I want you to thank it, see it, love it, I understand you, I'm sorry, I forgive you. Like really honor that part of yourself that built up all of those coping, all of those actions. So for example, the Kingslayer really needed to kill those other kings because he was coming from that challenging pain right so there's this i don't want you to judge yourself for how you needed to survive for for what happened how much you numbed yourself to this point 
right? So I need you to genuinely thank this character, genuinely see their story, genuinely hear it. And if you're like, oh, I'm not hearing all of the details, just keep asking, keep going. Like, hey, character name, what else happened? Hey, character name, why why do I see that this part of your sibling is blah, blah, blah. So really, just be willing to hear it out and just be willing to thank them and love them. Right? Okay? Yeah? And after that, after that and they could be a whole symbol that is almost like a totem for you like for example the bunny maybe every time you see a bunny or like the universe sends you an image of the bunny there's this like ode to your innocence and like your willingness to help right your speediness your readiness to like show up right so my point is that I want you to be able to distance this pattern into an image and you could really like almost cleanse the image with how much you listen to it and how much you understand it, right? Now, one of the things that I will offer you is either you integrate the image in an evolved form or you let it go, meaning it dies, so, for example, Bunny Bunny is not healthy, right? Because she overworks herself. Imagine giving it the Pokemon pill and it becomes like a Raichu energy where there's like a little bit more electric flavor and there's a little bit more like, oh, they're using uh, more machines to make stuff convenient for them or like so that they could not do the work all the time. Right, or there's a little bit of um, maybe they're taller, you know, maybe they're more mature, maybe they're older, you know. There's this, there's this acknowledgement of change, right? And the thing is, I want you to have this evolved version of the character. That's the only thing that I'm gonna allow you to integrate. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, you made this new character, and you're like, oh no, no that's me. Until now, no, that was you before. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, especially if you wrote a fantasy story or you wrote like a, just a story with a bit of plot, genuinely ask yourself, how would this character heal? How would they fix their problems? And if you're stopped as an author, you could think of other characters that you really like Yes, you could go for any of your favorite fantasy stories or your favorite, maybe even in real life people. So for example, you have like a mentor you really look up to. You're like, okay, what if they were in this plot? What would they do in this character? Because you know how those heroes journeys plots always have that guide teacher energy that help assist the main plot guy to like transform, right? To level up. It's training arc of a sports anime. So the thing is, who is that guide energy, right? And this could be as mythical, mystical, like hypothetical, or as real as you want, right? It could be a magic orb from space, or it could be someone you actually know, and then you just casted them in this world, right? And then just see them engage and interact and solve the problem. 
This is if you can't. I mean, honestly, some people figure it out even without like that mystical guide aspect. But I'm like just giving you options, right? And sometimes you could have more than one guide. Like you have a whole team. Like especially if you're very Power Rangers. Oh my God, friendship and <laughs> friendship and cooperation will help me out. You could you could have like a whole team, right? So narrate the story in a way that feels good for you, in a way that feels good for your body and for your energy and try to just listen to it don't don't try to apply it to your real life yet just just listen to the story sometimes stuff just needs to be acknowledged and heard and like believed like you believe that this could happen to your bunny turning into a raichu right now the thing is that initiation slash change it's like a lot right so so it's either they grow right or that aspect of themselves die because i'm gonna i'm gonna be real with you some people when they write these stories the only solution is for this aspect to really genuinely die and it's not out of scorning it it's not out of judgment it's just that okay you've run your story it's done now so it's almost like you're writing an ending instead of a solution. That's just as valid. So maybe, for example, the blonde prince meets like a better knight with like a stallion and like a green heart. And maybe, maybe the knight is happy that he can finally die in the arms of like a proper opponent. Like, he was bested because oh this green knight has a different kind of strength a strength that comes not from cruelty but from devotion right so there's this whole like i just really want to acknowledge that sometimes it's sometimes the image is gonna die okay you're we're not gonna bring all of them to get all of them all the time and we need to like be that's valid <laughs> Yeah, that's valid. Now, the thing is, when that happens, again, just listen to the story. I don't I don't need you to do anything in real life, right? And then, okay, so maybe this takes about an hour, an hour and a half. This is also really fun to do with a friend, especially if they're like a, they're, they're the kind of person you feel like would jive with this genre. But they need, this has to be, you know, mutually, what they call this, um, consensual, meaning they need to be into it too, because this is a lot of service to your story. So anyway, uh, after you do that, after you do the whole, oh shit, that's the change, I want you to just let the story marinate. So maybe if there's images that inspire you about it, like this evolved version or that death, just just allow it to be in your space. So maybe it's part of your wallpaper or maybe it's on like your desk and maybe it's like a little word that you wrote on your calendar that you see a lot right so for example the new character says a catchphrase that like really hits home with you just write it out uh this is why i love role-playing games because i feel like a lot of people do a lot of ritual if they really put their heart into it uh i feel like a lot of people the res- repressed aspects and stories are given more license to roam free in like a very a 
accepting world. Meaning, in that fictional world, there's no editing. So, ergo, all of your, <laughs> all of your shit, all of your balls is just hanging out there, right? Okay, so, the thing is, I just want you to keep the symbol company. And then, if stuff clicks for you, if stuff clicks for you of like, oh, you know what? I kind of, I kind of know how that next transition step is going to happen in real life. So don't force it. Don't force it. Like, let it arrive. Let it arrive and be like, you know what? I think this is what it was talking about. Right? So I want you to allow stuff to marinate and then stuff to arrive. Now, some people want to be more active in terms of, like, they want to write out an essay. They want to, like, journal and talk themselves through this storytelling arc. And I'm like, okay, you could do that. But I really want to emphasize that telling the story is already enough of a transformation. That's enough math already for your subconscious. Your subconscious already moved a bunch of images just by you telling that story. Yeah? So when the realizations arrive, so for example, uh... Cinderella Princess has three godmother witches who give her clothes, but also like a new a new face, right? A, a shower, maybe, <laughs> and a bunch of animals, right? To arrange her things. Maybe it arrives to you that you're like, oh, oh yeah, my place is a mess, right? Or oh yeah, I do want to see animals I, I think i need to go to the farm and like play with animals or i need to go to like this godmother energy who always reminds me i'm beautiful you know and you know you thrift together and you have like a new fit right so the thing is that that the with that transition of it to be physical reality change i don't i guess i'm just really emphasizing i don't want you to force it and i want you to be enticed into doing it rather than you're pushing yourself to change or you're pushing yourself to be like oh no this is like my plot no 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 no. i want you to be like engaged with the idea yeah i want it to be fully nourishing for you i want it to emerge out of you like growth rather than pulling so it's different Pulling a sprout out of the land versus the sprout springing up is so different, right? You cannot... A tree is not pulled out of the earth, right? Right? So the thing is, when we move these stories in our subconscious, you're planting new seeds. And they need time to grow. And I want you to move with growth, right? Move with regeneration rather than forcefulness, yeah so the thing is after you do that your instructions are going to be all different so some of y'all are going to be like oh my god i need to talk to more people some of you all are going to be like oh i do want to travel alone for some time and be left alone for some time and i want you to just trust it i want you to trust the guiding compass of like how you were in tune with yourself okay because a lot of people like, I cannot kid you enough, even if you look at people's natal charts astrologically or even like on a soul level, everyone is configured differently. So even if I say that the healing crisis via rest arrives 
with such sureness when you fuck your life over. The way out of it is so multifaceted that I cannot... I, I can give you examples, but I cannot even give you like a typology. Because it's going to be so unique to you. And the only thing that I could even just press to your chest right now and like affirm with you in terms of like your healing journey in your little healing crisis is that I need you to grow that trust in yourself. Like that voice where you're hearing yourself, you're hearing, you're your own best friends, you're hearing your own needs, you're, you're feeling, okay, this is what's working for me and this is how things are going to change now. And it's emerging from me rather than like this mental forcefulness. That relationship, that's like what I'm trying to see in you right now. I want you to want that. I want you to be fiercely for that. And I want you to be so loyal to it that you're like, you're so faithful to it that it's like me against the world level of like, I don't care if people think I'm crazy for a bit. I know this is right. Like on a gut level, on a body level, this is where I'm, this is how I'm going to move forward. And I cannot emphasize how precious that is because it is indispensable and it is highly intelligent so i feel like the way our soul knows its own divinity solutions creativity formation you know how like a tree just knows for example it's a chestnut tree it doesn't need instructions on how to chestnut it is just a chestnut tree right Okay, so there's this part of me that's like, your soul knows how to configure your soul. You're the most equipped, you're the most, you're the one who's lived with your own soul for the longest time, right? So you are the best informed person, you're the best person to get into the programming you're like the closest person to the thing right and meaning you're the most qualified to do all of this you're the most qualified to sit on the driver's seat yeah so I want you to really be able to hear yourself the way you you go about these things right and then I want you to double down on your bet (laughs) what do i mean by that i mean i want you to invest in yourself invest so for example especially if you have a tendency to really export your decision making slash sense feel like feeling into what your next move is to other people you know this is valid for example it's like you're bad at finance and you get a finance advisor like that's valid but with stuff like this in terms of like it's your life it's your turning point and you're like exporting it for example to your boyfriend or for your for your spouse or like your therapist i'm like yo that's not they can give you perspective but it's your life right so I I really want you to be able to sit in that energy of like, oh, I know this shit. And I want you to double down, bet on it. So every time you have that impulse to consult another person, 
I want you to give more weight to how it feels to your soul, to your truth, to your sensing. Yeah. And I know that for traumatized people, your senses could lie to you and you're like having a hard time really hearing yourself. But the thing is, when you have a grip of your truth, like this is real, right? I want you to like just not let go of it. And I want you to really ascribe a lot of value to it. Because I feel like a lot of people in their healing path, in their healing crises, kind of become like these research junkies looking for these matrices or these like processes and frameworks that will help them make a decision, right? So it feels a very outside-in approach in terms of, okay, I have anxiety and like this is the clinical analysis of whatever, blah, blah, blah. Instead of digging down to the root of like, what am I actually really anxious about? And am I really willing to really hear myself? really hear my story around it and really, 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 really accept it and move with it. Like, can I do that? Versus reading 10,000 books around it. What do you want to do? Which which version of this do you want to do? So I want to say this in terms of like all of your crises. So whether it's around health, whether it's around finance, whether it's around like what kind of romantic relationship you be in like for example you're having a bit of a queer crisis or something i'm like yo you could read the text but did you listen to yourself right yeah so anytime anytime someone's having a big healing crisis every time life is asking you to really stop every time that you're like being kind of recalibrated or slapped in the face by the spirit and source i want you to stop and listen to yourself and give so much value and leverage to your truth. Yeah? Because that's the only thing that's going to be... That's your North Star. That's... There is no... There is no bracket out there that is going to be a perfect fit for you. The, The only one who can write that is you. You can find pieces of it, you can find ingredients of it outside of you, but the the solution's really in you. So I'm really giving you the fucking license right now to to move this energy with your prime intelligence. And this is whether you're frustrated with how your life is or you want to learn certain things. So for example, your intelligence is saying, okay, I need to study this person or I need to study this kind of like way of healing. And then it's like, "Mm, okay, I think the next one is this one. I just want you to trust yourself. And I know I'm like being repetitive now (laughs) for the last five to 10 minutes, but I feel like this is one of those things where it's like people don't get assured or told enough that, you can trust yourself, so I'm going to be repeating it until it really sinks down. I have faith in you. I have faith in you, and I am in such awe of like the power of your souls, like the brilliance of your souls, that the only thing I mourn is when People get caught up in their like thought loops instead of being able to really connect and hear their souls. Yeah. 
And I'm giving you a process to like distance yourself from old identities and programs and then to transform it and talk to it in a subconscious way, right? And it's in this fun, cute way where it's like very genre, very, very storytelling, right? Yeah. So it's very doable, right? But if you, if you think that this is not aligned with spirit, bro, this is like how the Toltecs and the, how the shamans healed themselves they talked about their dreams they talked about their stories they talked about their archetypes yeah so this might sound like a game this might sound like just playing for you but this is really deep transformative work if you actually really need it seriously so i hope that while you're listening to this episode you could give yourself this kind of listening ear that you could make yourself some space to do this yeah if you're interested in this kind of model so for example you're a healer or you're like maria i'm sorry i'm one of those folks who kind of need a bit of like space holding in terms of like doing this y'all can contact me you can book me we can do like a one-on-one especially for storytellers if like this is your jam if if you do want to like pick my brain in terms of like how do you heal with stories and what are the collectives archetypal transformations for example of the warrior or for example the lover the the princess right why is she always being kidnapped right if you want to talk stuff about that like from a union slash healer perspective I am also up for that, but, you know, so either training slash you want to do this just for just for you, I am open to that. Just message me. Uh, there's contact details in both the email and my other accounts. So anyway, that's all I have for this episode. I really do want to emphasize that it's just, this is a thing that you get the most out of it when you actually do it. So I hope that you're not just <laughs> you're not just information shopping. Yeah, so I hope that you do this. And I love you and I thank you and ciao see you in the next one.